Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and in Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage with your hosts, Ray and Zach, for Friday, September 15th, and it's the start of the Jewish New Year. So for those of you who celebrate, Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, indeed, Pops. Happy Friday to you and a Happy New Year. Dad, let's kick things off. Yeah. We have Toyota in major trouble. You think today we're going to be talking about all the things UAW. We've got a strike going on for the big three here in the United States. Not so fast that an opportunity could be floundered by Toyota because... Yes. While there's a strike going on, they are struggling with DMs that look like this. You ready, Pops? Yes, yes. Hi, I'm currently trying to buy a 2024 Toyota Sequoia Platinum in Southern California. Color, wind chill pearl, silver or lunar rock. Options, 10-inch uh, heads-up display, door edge guards, floor liners, rear air suspension, running boards. I have asked for the out-the-door price from four different dealerships. The additional dealer markup is nothing under $17,000 plus fees. First off, thank you for reading my message to you. Second, thank you for all that you do and the very helpful information. Third, would I be better off building a Sequoia and waiting for it? I don't think it's possible to build one at this time. Fourth, do you believe Toyota will have a direct-to-consumer ordering system soon? Fifth, I have been a fangirl of Toyota for years, but I can't afford the one I would like. Dad, Toyota has the opportunity to capture major market share while the United States domestic automakers are struggling with a labor shortage with a strike. However, that is the reality out there for Toyota customers and many others. And we're going to talk about day's supply for the UAW-supported automakers. They're high right now. And something says, something tells me that the automakers probably want it to come down more like Toyota's. That's the customer experience when you have no inventory. That is terrible, Pops. So, so are you are you trying to suggest to me and to our viewers and listeners that uh, that having a seventeen thousand dollar market adjustment is not user friendly, not consumer friendly, is is not the way to go about building your business and keeping your your loyal fan girls uh, well, just that loyal uh, because they can no longer afford it. Is that is that what you're suggesting? That's what I'm suggesting, Pops. And when you look again at the day's supply of inventory for the, the automakers supported by the UAW, it's through the roof. It's not like what you have at Toyota. However, they're probably sitting around Stellantis. If you're an executive at Stellantis, you're happy there's a strike going on right now because you'd rather have the pricing power that Toyota has than uh, the may, pricing may, power. May I say that if you're an executive at Stellantis, you should be thankful you even have a job. Okay. Uh, so for for a company that has taken Jeep and, and and which was an iconic niche brand in this country and somehow managed to turn it into a brand that has been losing market share and sales year over year for five straight years. Yeah, you should you should probably be thankful you got a job if you're, say, working in the Jeep division uh, or some of the other divisions when you think about it. So. Um, yeah, maybe maybe they're thankful that there's a strike. What what seemed odd to me was that the UAW chose a Jeep plant as one of the plants to strike, and and you got to figure that all the higher ups in Jeep were probably going, yeah, buddy, they did us a favor. <laughs> because let's be very clear, because yeah, those 
those executives and hell, even those dealers that they'd rather be in the position that the Toyota dealers are in right now, which leads to the experience that we let off. Oh, of course they would, Dad. Imagine someone is going to do this. Again, we got this message for it. So Sequoias are in very limited supply, right? But here's 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 the difference. What's the difference? The vehicle that she's looking at is popular, okay, and sought after. Take popular out of it, Dad. It's it's ultimately going to come down to day's supply, supply and demand. We're about to watch, if there is a prolonged UAW strike, we are about to watch supply come back down to earth. Demand will stay flat. Demand will be there. And ultimately, the pricing power will go back to the OEM and to the dealers. Toyota, we cannot deny, Toyota is leading the league in terms of pricing power. It, it goes without saying. they can they, Their dealers, and as an OEM, they have the most pricing power. Probably Jeep is at the opposite end of the spectrum. They have the least pricing power. Thus, the reason you see $10,000 discounts off of Jeeps. Toyota's in trouble because they actually, there's, there's a balancing act here, I guess is what I'm trying to get to. There's a balancing act and Toyota's too far on one side. The UAW's impacted um, automakers are on the other end of this. They should be somewhere in the middle. Like that's where we all want to be. But we're watching Toyota get in trouble and we're watching, you know, obviously the big three get in trouble at the same exact time for very different reasons. Um, yes, but but may I say that that Toyota has used this playbook for years and years and years. They are. They have been historically, traditionally, one of the most profitable brands to sell in the United States. They spent a lot of time and money creating a very loyal customer base. Right now, they're threatening their loyal customer base in two ways. One, the the complete shortage of the most desirable vehicles uh, for customers to be able to buy. And two, the pricing of those vehicles due to the shortage so that their dealers are really taking advantage or trying to take advantage of those loyal Toyota owners. Um, So this is one of those situations that ultimately will come come back to bite Toyota in the sense that they will continue to lose market share because they have they the dealers have been excessively greedy and the manufacturer has decided to ship cars elsewhere where they have a higher profit margin than what they do in this country yeah well that's another aspect of all of this which becomes even more clear as we watch the uh, the strikes unfolding here in the united states for the big three it's these uh, foreign automakers they're not encumbered by some of the same legacy infrastructure cost infrastructure as as the companies here are, which leads to different prices and, and things like that. Dad, it's not just Toyota. Let me show you one thing from Honda real quick, and then we will switch gears. We will be spending a little bit of time talking about what happened last night with the strike. Dad, over on X, I posted, buying a Honda HRV means dealing with insane dealer greed. A 41.59% price increase on this Honda HRV. What would be yes. reasonably priced... Brand new subcompact or compact SUV, $27,980. This was originally posted on caredge.com slash community. The community member, Dad, tried to negotiate off all of these items, but the dealership told her, nope, they're required. You want to buy the car, you got to get the $6,529 in other aftermarkets, the $3,171 service contract, the $940 maintenance plan, and the $995 
gap insurance. Again, this is, and we did the math right here, $11,635 in add-ons, a 41.59% price increase. This is what we're describing with Toyota happening at Honda just as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is what the dealer wants to do or the OEM wants to have happen, again, in terms of how much pricing power they have, but it is the reality of, in some cases, where they currently are. You're in Southern California trying to buy this car. The dealership, the OEM has all the price power. There's just no inventory. So they're able to do that. Again, the other end of the spectrum, they have too many and and they're obviously oversupplied. Well, looking at that that Honda, it, it appears as if that's an incoming vehicle because it has neither a stock number or a VIN number. Yep. So if they're if they're forcing somebody to have to uh, purchase eleven thousand plus dollars in extras on a vehicle that hasn't even come in yet, well, you know, then you then you need to a find a different dealer, and if you can't find a dealer that's reasonable, then find a different brand. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just because, or, or don't buy a car. Those are the three options. Find a different dealer that's reasonable, find a different brand, or just stay out of the market at this point. You know, it's crazy. From Justice, uh, Justice actually redacted those. So it was in stock and everything. So there you go. But still, I I completely agree. Um, It is crazy. It's absolute craziness. And again, the paradigm shift of what's going on you have some some automakers no inventory toyota yes. Honda, toyota and honda are really like those that have the least amount of inventory and the most uh, the lowest day supply and then you have what's going on here for the for the big three domestically and their problems that are obviously the problems with the strike so let's talk a little yes. bit about that we had um targeted strikes begin last night leon saying closing a jeep ev plant is going to hurt who exactly obviously those that work there who are now not getting yes. paid. It hurts them let's be very clear the idea that folks aren't going to have uh, work or or um uh, get, get paychecks is obviously devastating their decision though their decision but dad yes leon's got a point there there's an oversupply of these gpvs oh, the automakers I, 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 yeah. I believe that's why I said that that the higher ups at Jeep were excited to hear that that was one of the plants that they were that they were going to strike. I mean, they they have to be saying, okay, uh, they're doing us a huge favor, so we don't have to produce these for a while while the strike goes on. Um, so I I think it, it's almost as as if the UAW saying, listen. We we really don't want to hurt you badly, but we need you to increase your offer to us. And and in order to show that we're we're really um, not trying to hurt you as badly as we could, we'll we'll strike at your your Jeep EV plant. I mean, that's almost like a gesture of goodwill, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, think about it. You know, we're 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 gonna we're gonna make the executives look good because they're gonna oh we wanted to build these but we couldn't. <laughs> but in reality, they didn't want to build them at all. You know, you're so right because we've done work. Um, we've we've had conversations with with myriad Jeep dealers, CDJR dealers. Yes, they can't sell those EVs. I mean, the incentives on them are huge. The federal government is the one subsidizing the purchase yeah. of them, but then there's huge incentives on top of them just to get people into them. You're so right, Dad. This is almost like an act of goodwill. It is. U- it really is, because the UAW could, could hit them more where it hurts. There are other vehicles that are much more in demand than Jeep EVs, but that's obviously 
part of where they're starting. They're also starting. Let me pull it up on the screen here, Dad. We can we can all look at it together and get a little yeah. bit smarter. The UAW strike plan that President Sean Fain laid out is not at this point a full strike. Rather, the UAW is calling for a coordinated work stoppage at select locations impacting all three automakers simultaneously. That's the first time. This has happened. Work stoppages are already underway at plants in Michigan for Ford, Ohio for Jeep, and Missouri for GMC and Chevy. And more locations could be called to strike as the UAW applies more pressure as needed in the negotiations. The UAW strike plan is designed to shift strike locations, start and stop at locations as required, which could possibly stretch the strike out longer than experienced in the past, but also have less of an immediate volume mm-hmm. impact. You know what's also fascinating as we read this information from Cox Automotive? Cox Automotive was also the the um, publication that was, or the the corporation, reporting on the intentional plant shutdowns for those same exact automakers for unspecified part shortages over the yes. past few weeks, which we, in our opinion, do not buy for a minute. The idea that over the past month, as supply and inventory has built up for these big three, they had un, un, unspecified part shortages, which require them to shut down their manufacturing plant. No way, man. So it almost, we talked about yesterday on the show, it's almost like a good thing that this is happening for the big three, which freaking sucks to say out loud, because again, opposite end of the, of, of the pendulum here is the Toyota experience. Do we really want Ford and GM and Chevy and Ram and Jeep to have the, the Tesla, excuse me, the Toyota pricing power? Hell no, man. Hell no. We, we, don't, we don't want any of the major players foreign or domestic, to be in the situation that Toyota and Honda are in at the moment, which is um, a lack of of real inventory supply. Um, you know, a 20 to 30 day supply of, of inventory is not enough. We need, we need all the manufacturers to have an inventory supply and on hand or in transit for a given month inventory supply of of say 60 to 75 days. And when it falls below that is when the consumers get taken advantage of, at least those that are willing to be taken advantage of. Let's face it, these these customers can't be taken advantage of unless they are okay with it. They have to agree to it. And so far, there's still enough people that are agreeing to it. if you stop agreeing to it, well, then uh, what will happen? The vehicles will stop selling, inventory will start building up a little bit, and and perhaps we'll see discounts. Um, so, you know, it's it's you're going to have to vamp for a minute, okay? Oh, Pops is running to the bathroom, oh. it seems. Oh, thanks so much for announcing that. <laughs> so while he's running away, I'm going to pull up some information on the screen that I wanted to review with my dad, but we can now just review it as a team. So here is the day's supply as reported by Cox Automotive for the big three. So here are the various brands that the big three have. You have Cadillac with a 44 days supply, Chevrolet with a 51 days supply, GMC with a 61 days supply, Ford 81, Jeep 85, Buick 87, Ram at a 100 day supply, Chrysler at 120, and Dodge at 120 seven days. And here you go, Mark, I'm about to tell you. What's, what I find fascinating about this is I think these numbers are likely understated. You come over to the Car Edge car search and I'm in Florida, Miami, Florida. Let's look at those Jeep EVs that we were talking about just a moment ago. Here's a 2023 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Rubicon, the 4xe, 
days supply within 100 miles of where are we? 33130. I think that's Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, that's the Rubicon trim. Maybe it looks a little bit different for one of the other trims. Maybe the Sahara trim here has a lower day's supply. Let's take a quick peek. Okay, 75 days supply. I guess that's a little bit better, significantly better. Let's try one more trim really quickly. The sports. Fingers crossed. Maybe this has a lower day's supply. <laughs> okay, I do not, do not think this actually has an 810 days supply, but it gives you some context and perspective here as to the numbers that the industry reports out. So it shows that these automakers actually, you know, they have an oversupply, but not too much an oversupply. But then you go and you look at other data sources. And you've got Drew here saying Cherokee in my area with a 765 days supply. Again, you start to look at other data sources and it paints a different picture, which could continue to incentivize why the OEMs would want to be have, or excuse me, would want to have this type of strike ongoing because they don't really have incentive um, to negotiate and to get folks back working. They, they actually don't want these vehicles to be produced. We've got here from Joseph in the chat, you can't be loyal to brands these days. And I'm fairly certain that all of the various JD Power, whoever else it is, all of the various reporting on brand loyalty continues to show and demonstrate that consumers are less loyal today than they've ever been before to automakers and with good reason. If you didn't see at the beginning of today's show, demonstrated one of our community members trying to buy a Toyota, $17,000 in additional dealer market. What's the point? What's the point in being uh, loyal to the Toyota brand when you're only going to end up in a situation where you have to pay $17,000 over MSRP? Did I so, miss anything? No, I mean, I, one of the things I showed, Dad, I'll show, I'll show it to you too. Hopefully, hopefully those that are with us don't mind. Here's the day's supply as reported by by Cox Automotive, right? Yes. You got it? Yes. Jeep, 85-day supply. Okay, great. To your point, Dad, about maybe doing the 4 by e strike is actually like a, an act of goodwill. We're in yes. Miami, Florida, and here's the sports. There's 18 for sale, one sold in the last 45 days. We were looking at the Rubicon before that, Dad. Again, these are the 4 by es 270 days. So it's like, I was just pulling up some of the data to help demonstrate and show like, the numbers, the numbers presented by the industry, I think, are understated. These numbers are understated. The numbers that you actually get when you look at other data sources, they kind of paint a slightly, slightly different picture, that there's significantly uh, too much inventory out there. I'm telling you, the UAW was sending a, a conciliatory message um, to Stellantis and, and, and the other brands um, with the plants that they've, they've chosen to strike at initially. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, you're you're not scaring the hell out of Stellantis when you say, "Okay, we're going to close one of your GPV plants." Uh, you're just you're just not okay. Um, the so, Ford Bronco one, I think the Ford Bronco one is a is a moderately big deal. There's there's Bronco Sports are breeding like rabbits. However, the Broncos they're still selling quickly and people yes. are buying them. So the Bronco. There actually is some 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 impact there. Now let's go to the chat here. We had a contribution come in from Fly Chomper Fly. How Thank they you. know days can change if people stop buying. Hmm. What does this mean? How they know days can change if people stop buying. What do you think that means? Well, it 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 means that the day supply will go up if people if people stop buying. That's all. Um, gotcha. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. And then we also, Dad, had this come in from Just a Cinnamon Bun, one of our 
favorite community members. Awesome name. I applied online with PenFed for a new car loan with a 700 to 715 credit score. I got an approval for my $27,000 loan. My down payment is $10,000 cash. Got rates from 6.89% to 8.54%. No sale. And those are better than the average in the industry right now, which is 9%, over 9%. Over 9%. Um, you know, there, there's, um, I would say there's other lending sources, but they might not have better rates. Um, you might want to look at other uh, at other credit unions. I don't know if you're a member of another credit union. Um, perhaps, uh, you know, judging that you're trying to use PenFed, perhaps uh, USAA. Uh, and and see what their rates might be. Good call. Good call. Dad, we had this comment come in from James Barry. We were starting today's show talking about Toyota. We gave that a demonstration of a $17,000 being $17,000 in additional dealer market being the best yes. deal that one of our community members found talking to four Toyota dealers in Southern California. James says, all I got to say is screw Gulf states and Southeast Toyota distributors. Port and salt accessories on the blue label, the Monterey label, the window sticker should be illegal. I'm, I'm all for this one. I'm on all for this one. You should not be able to, as a distributor, modify the manufacturer's original window sticker. However, that is legal and that happens every single day. Toyota is, and it's not like any other brand is impacted in the way that Toyota is. That, Honda doesn't experience this. Mazda doesn't experience this. Hyundai doesn't. Ex- it's just Toyota. Yeah, Nissan doesn't experience it. Yeah, it is. I mean, but that that's because you know Toyota signed up two distributors way back when, and uh, you know it's such um, it's such a money maker for the distributors that there's no way that they'll ever let Toyota buy them out of that agreement or those agreements, um, and and so it is what it is. It's it, it's unfortunate. I. I I agree with them because, believe it or not, the dealers participate with Southeast Toyota distributors by saying, yeah, we think you can do this, 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 and this to every car. Um, You know, the distributor wouldn't just do it on their own without having buy-in from the dealer body. That, if I'm not mistaken, Southeast Toyota Distributors is owned by JM&A. JM&A is one of the largest extended warranty gap insurance tire and wheel protection companies in the country. So they are all, they're all in cahoots, man. It's a huge pro Toyota stores are profit are, are, are money printing machines. Yes. Toyota distributors are money printing machines. JMNA, the, the administrator of those products that we all end up buying that we don't necessarily want, but we have to get them. If you want to buy the car, that crap money printing machine. It's, yes. it's because people are so like the, the story we started with, they just want the car so badly that they end up paying for all these. They are willing to overpay. It is <sighs> the scarcity of available. The scarcity doesn't help anyone except for all of those names that we just mentioned, where they have like money, money and, printing machines. And, and what that scarcity does is it creates that fear of missing out. And so someone will agree to pay that seventeen thousand dollar additional markup uh, for fear of missing out, when the right thing to do would be to say. I'm not going to buy it and let and let them, the manufacturer and the dealer, miss out on a sale. It's the wrong person that's missing out. You know, the fear should be that the dealership misses out, not that the customer misses out. 
We've got here from Bayan saying, what are you talking about? I've been waiting to buy a new Toyota for the last six months and I've not been able to. Like, There's so many people out there who want to buy these things. Yes. And you can't. But then then if you don't buy that, and then maybe you go buy used, but we still see used car prices are through the roof. I'm still in disbelief. We did some experiments earlier in the week. The trade-in values right now for used cars have gone back up. Like CarMax, kudos to CarMax. They are paying... You can go to caredge.com slash sell and get all the quotes in one place. CarMax is paying an arm and a leg. And maybe it's because all these people who wanted to go buy a new Toyota are just yeah. going to CarMax instead so they can overpay overpay for inventory. I mean, we, we did it earlier this week, Deb, with the GMC. Let's actually do another experiment because yes. maybe as there's less production of those Jeep EVs or the Ford Broncos or the GMC uh, uh, Sierras and the Chevy Silverados, maybe the used car values for the recently new ones are actually going to go up. Do you think that's a possibility? Well, it, it'll take a while. And the reason I say it'll take a while is because there's enough supply, uh, on-hand supply, to carry those brands through uh, for probably a month or so if need be. And, and you know, my, my take is that the strike and I and I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. I can be entirely wrong, but my guess is that it doesn't last more than ten days to two weeks. Um, so if that's the case, there's not enough Ford product or, or Chevy and GMC product that will not have been built that will matter that will impact the day supply significantly because there is an oversupply of those vehicles. So. It, it'll it'll take a while. I do wonder, though, Dad, if as it continues on, if there will be some impacts. I want to do this experiment all together here. All right. You ready for this? I, I love your experiments. Let's see. Let's see if it's already impacting used vehicle pricing for these cars. We've got a 2019 Chevy Silverado 1500 RST, $39,998 with 55,000 miles on it. This is from CarMax, okay? okay? So I ran it. I ran it over on CarEdge.com. We think, based on our, our, our algorithm, there's like $1,000 in negotiability. Obviously, CarMax doesn't negotiate, so we think it's yes. a little bit overpriced. Yes. 21 days on the market. Here's what I'm interested in, Dad. What would CarMax actually pay to buy this thing back? Like that's where my mind, yeah, my mind wanders. So let's start over. Maybe we're already seeing their algorithms have gone up, okay? Because they're they're thinking that they can buy and sell these cars for even more. This one, let me double check. This is actually in Maple Shade, New Jersey. So 08052. I know exactly where Maple Shade, New Jersey is. Give me one second here. Let's click through this. Let's see yeah. what happens. All right, there it is. Looks like we got it. Again, CarMax is selling this for just about $40,000. We're pretending to sell it back to CarMax. Well, we're pretending to sell it back to everyone, but... Let's yeah. See. Let's see if CarMax bids on it. But, yeah. <laughs> Once they watch some more of our videos, they're going to like update their algorithm, not bid on their own cars. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens, Dad. I'm curious, and we should do this again on Monday. We should do it again a week from Monday because I'm curious if we're going to see increases in trade-in values before the UAW impacted newer used cars. <laughs> what? That's wild. So no, CarMax will not bid on their own car. That's okay, but 
But Vroom was kind enough and gracious enough to to bid on it and and bid thirty two hundred dollars more than the the nearest competitor. That's that's kind of wild. Again, when you think about the asking price over at CarMax is forty grand. Yes, that if you actually own this thing outright, you could sell for thirty five five right now. Yes, I'm surprised by that. Why? I think that I, I would have assumed that the offers would have been lower, closer to like the card guru's amount. I'm I'm actually, especially because we've seen Vroom be one of the lower offerers recently. Um, I was expecting that to be even even lower. I want to check that again on Monday. I want to see if there's pressure you to move that card. On but it, it's it's like it's it's like anything. It only takes one. Okay, it only takes one outlier to throw everything off. You know now. Is CarGuru's offer probably closer to reality? Probably. But it only takes that one Vroom offer for that owner to go, well, I guess this is the place I'd want to sell it to. Yeah. Um, you know, what What you or I might think it's worth if we had a dealership based on our track record with things like that could be completely different than what Vroom sees or what CarMax sees. Um, and, and don't forget, some of these companies um, have a much larger marketing area in which to sell vehicles than, say, if we had our own dealership. I like how you're talking about us having a dealership. Maybe someday, Pops, maybe someday. <sighs> I wonder... Yeah, I wonder. Let me do one more just because I'm curious. I want to actually put a Toyota into this. So let's actually do that together really quickly. But let's not do one that CarMax is selling. Let's like get an offer from them. Because I'm curious, maybe maybe the Toyotas are actually holding their value even better as trade-ins right now. Uh, let's do... A ra- uh, I don't want to do a 2015. A 2021 Tundra? How about sure, that? sure. All right. That, that looks overpriced as a used car just looking at it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Somehow it's coming through at zero miles, though. I don't... That's oh, there it is. 30,000 30, miles. 30,000 miles. Excuse okay. me. Excuse me. All right. And this is in Miami this time. All right. Okay. Let me refresh this. What was the Miami zip code? It was like 33130? I thought it was 33001 or something like that. Or one. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You're close enough, I'm sure. Well, let me do a quick Google search. I don't want to put us in like... Oh, yeah, I'm pretty... Conchahankin. Yeah, that is Miami, Florida. Not Conchahankin, not, not for anyone who is curious. Conchahankin. Conchahankin. Yeah. All of our Philadelphia followers. All right. Um, wow, there's a lot of things going on here. Come on, come on, come on. We've got clean title. Yeah, we own it. Yeah, we got the title. Never been in an accident. Let's see. Cool. Dealer was asking fifty two grand for this thing. Yes. No, no, no. Again, we're seeing if Toyotas have more pricing power in today's market, which I think I they think will. They would. Yeah, I think they will. But we're about to find out. So, if you think they would, then this should probably have like a forty five thousand to fifty thousand dollar number on it. Um. Yeah, I would guess. I mean, you know, I don't know all the equipment on the car, so true. true I don't know true. if you missed any packages or anything when you were when you were clicking. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Does that not speak volumes to the price power that Toyotas have? Yeah, but maybe maybe you missed stuff when you. I were don't know clicking. if I missed anything so much as it is, Dad. 
Toyota's on the retail side are just commanding such a premium, but these companies know like we can make it. Yeah, and, and people are paying it. That's and the people problem. People are paying it. Yeah. Yeesh, 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 yeesh. All right, enough for me. Yeah, Brad's right. I, I do these experiments and I think arbitrage opportunities. That's exactly yes. what I think. Um, all right, Dad, it's Friday. What's your yes. Friday win, good sir? Um, don't have one. No. I only have a loss this week. I don't have a win. And my loss was that that my son and his girlfriend moved moved from Ventnor back to Washington, D.C. And so um, my life is not quite the same as it was prior to that move back. And, and so I don't have a win. I have a loss. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have a loss, young man. You know, my win would be, did you see, I sent you an article about uh, what's now called playground pier, which used to be the million. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's they're turning it into production facilities for TV and movies. Um, and I thought, well, well, heck, maybe we could start producing the show from there. But then that would require you to move here, and and I um, know, and I know how much you want to move to this area about as much as I want to move to DC. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry you didn't have a win, and uh, hopefully, what's you- your win? You got back to DC, and you left your father behind. Come on, man. I'm 28. <laughs> this is like don't, don't don't guilt me. I lived with you for so long. It's all good. Um, now, I think my win, Dad. Probably we made Deal School free this yes. week. That was a great decision. CarEdge.com/slash/DealSchool is 100% free. So I'm really excited about that. That was probably one of the biggest wins uh, from this past week. Next week, yes. next week we're going to have um, uh, nationwide delivery pre-negotiated Ford deals through right. our dealer partnerships through trusted trusted dealers. So that launches next week. So I'm really really getting excited and proud of that. So stay tuned for that. But no, I'm, uh, no huge wins this week. Made it through the week. I'm happy it's Friday. I'm excited to go into the weekend, relax a little bit. Um, yeah. So nothing nothing crazy. And and, and hopefully hopefully. Oh yeah, Car Edge and Espanol also launched, which I'm really excited yes. about. And 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 hopefully next Friday, when we do the show, we can do it from the Detroit Auto Show. Yes. I'm sure they must have some facilities there. Yeah. Uh, so that we could we could, you know, kind of like Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Um so hopefully there's there's something available to us so that we can and that will be a huge win. Yeah, that'll be cool. We'll be yeah. so next week, a week from today, we'll be live from the Detroit Auto Show. So many interesting things, so many interesting dynamics at play there. So stay tuned and we'll be there uh, a week from today. Yeah. Yes. And then I'm pretty sure we'll be back tomorrow night on the uh, Car Edge channel. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a normal show tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Oh, okay, cool. Me cool. too. I'm looking. You look, to. you look good today. I like your outfit. Thank I you. hope you're. I hope you have a nice day. I'm sorry I'm not there to hang out with you, but it's okay. It's I'll okay. It's okay. You're healthy. That's my win. Aww. <laughs> Happy birthday. All right, pops. I will see you tomorrow night. I'll yeah, probably talk absolutely. to you now and then, but I love you, and I'll see you then. Absolutely, love you too, handsome. Um, have a, a great rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Dad. See ya. Yeah.